Hello everyone, you're having a conversation with Jason. If you're watching on YouTube or just listening on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. If you're listening on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts, please follow and share as well. Having a talk with us today, MMA fighter, uh, uh, hungry liver. Hung, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, I just kind of came with that on the spot. Thomas Fletcher, everyone, welcome to the show. What up guys, how you doing? Pleasure having you on. You had a good day today Absolutely. so far? Absolutely, oh yeah. Yeah, we're all pumped up, energized for the podcast. Yeah, some breakfast. <laughs> Of course, yeah, you know, you got to fuel up before we have a big show. Absolutely, bro. So, as I'd like to start with all my guests, Icebreaker. All right. What's been going on? Actually, I want to talk about this bear thing because okay. I was trying to get some, like, research done for the podcast, you know, research asking you ahead of time. Uh, uh, and you have informed me that you got chased by a bear. Yeah, bro. I, was, I need to know about that because that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> that, was, that was a while ago. I was, I was 13 years old. You know, I was with my mom and my brother. We were hiking somewhere in upstate New York, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're good? Yeah, you're good. And we're just walking up the mountain, you know, hiking up this hiking trail. Yeah, I think it was like Catskill, something like that. I'm not sure. But point being, I walked up a good like three miles ahead of them just because I'm a fast walker. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was just doing my thing, you know, zoning out, looking at trees and what have you not. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm just like staring at the ground. And for whatever reason, I'm like, huh, it's really probably a good idea to just, you know, look up. And I look up. And, like, from where I am to, like, where, like, the next wall is behind you. Uh-huh. There is just this black bear prancing around. Like, like oh it, it looks like it's dancing, I swear. It's just, like, idling around, doing whatever. And I just freak out. I just stare at it. I go, nope. I spin around, and I sprint the other way. Did it? Did, did you see it running after you? Nah, nah. I just went. Oh, so you were, you were, you were too far gone to I even know. Gonna, but... Aren't well, you supposed to like not do that? <laughs> you're supposed to, no. You're not supposed to fight it. You're supposed to just leave. Oh, okay. You don't. It's it's yeah. You don't try and outrun a brown bear though. That's that's not gonna work. Okay. Yeah, those gotcha. things aren't gonna. But no, this the, the most horrifying part because I'm already on on edge at this point, right? Yeah. A massive deer coming down the side of the road, like just, vroom, like rushes down across the trail and then back into the woods, like like literally two feet in front of me. That's crazy. Like it just like, crossed the road yeah, in front of you. No, but it was like in full sprint, guy. It was in like hot. Bro, that's like a get out moment. No, like it just jumped out in front of you. So horrifying. Because <laughs> I'm already like, okay, you know, like boom, and then like. It was oh just, my god. It was horrifying. Yeah, that sounds horrifying. I remember when I went on a camping trip with some family friends. We uh, we were at our campsite, and then like one of our friends looked over. And there was a, I can't remember what kind of bear it was, but it was a, like, it was a bear and it was inside of one of our campsites. And then everyone was like, oh my God. So we all like run yeah. to the cars and like hide in there or something. I don't know. It was kind of stupid. We should have just like chilled out, but like, yeah. yeah bro, bears are horrifying. Yeah. Bears are terrifying. I've just seen a couple in my day, no, but no, dude, I like, I can imagine like rock walking on a trail and looking up and just seeing it like right like, there. I, How big was it? Dude, it was like mine. It was like big as me. Oh my God. Like, yeah, it was like big. Yeah, that's 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 a terrifying situation to be in. <laughs> yeah, no, like, because also like I was like alone, alone, right? Like I had walked up and like no one, I had passed. Yeah, because you passed point. everyone at that uh, point. Yeah, yeah. It was, like it was just my mom, my brother, and I on this trail. Like I passed like two, three people. They were coming downhill. I'm the only one going uphill. It was so like, and it was funny too because I passed these one people who thought I was a bear for a second. I was like, thought I was a bear. I go, yeah, we saw a couple earlier, and I was like, what? Because I thought they were joking. I was like, haha, very funny. And she goes, no, I'm serious. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> and you just decided to keep going. Yeah, and I kept going. <laughs> and then lo and behold, I see up there. Yeah, exactly. Did you, when you ran back, did you run past your family again? 
No, I ran to them. They're like, hey, Thomas, what's going on? I go, bear, go, now. Like, <laughs> and they're just like, okay. And then we just all walked back down. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Like, so was that the end of the trip right there? Yeah, that was the end of it. Wow. We went home after that. I'm not... Wait, were, you, were you going up a mountain? Yeah. So were you, like... Did you you missed out on all the views and stuff, man? Like, how far did you get before you like had the? I was on the, the top, bro. The bear was just oh violent. man, like it was just like gatekeeping the view. <laughs> it was gatekeeping. Yeah, I know that's that's so funny. That's interesting. So you've been through uh you know a few uh scenarios in that like like that in your life. I've, I've had some experience. You do have some experience, and so you know sometimes something like that calls for some fighting training. You know what I'm oh saying? <laughs> You like these? You like these transitions? They're kind of nice with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to. <laughs> I was that was a complete reach, by the way. Um, I want to talk about MMA. All right. Because you are an MMA fighter. Uh, I mean, y yes. As they as they say, MMA fighter. Recreationally. Recreationally. Gotcha. So how did you get into? How did you want to get into doing that kind of thing? I'll be honest with you. I think it was just anime, like. Okay. I was just like chilling one day and I was like, you know what? This looks kind of cool. I'll give it a shot. And then like, I loved it and I just sort of, I've stuck around since. How long have you been doing MMA? Um, it's, it's been going on for about a year now. Okay. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, so you, how often do you like go and train? Like, do you, do you do a lot um, of sparring or? About like three times a week. Okay. Um, I spar, I, I, about every time I'm there. Usually what mm -hmm. we do is like, because classes are about two hours. So like, um. I'll be there for the, like, you know, the first hour, 45 minutes and the last 15 minutes. We just do some light sparring. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's fun. Gotcha. So. Except for Saturday. Saturday's the hard spar day. Saturday, yeah, Saturday's the hard. That's that. that how, how does that go usually? Is that like a, a, a long ordeal? It's like sparring just with more, with headgear. Because, you know. Right. They, they make us wear headgear when we do the hard spar. Make sure no one gets, you know, too beat up. I'm guessing you take the rest of that day off. Because <laughs> after a long day of like hard sparring, you're probably take, like, like, worn I'll out. Take, I'll take a nice nap when I get home, yeah. Okay. But after that, I'll, I'll, back. I'll be back with my day. You ever been uh, knocked out in sparring? No, no, no. What was, the, what was the worst, like, injury you've had sparring? It wasn't sparring. The worst injury I've had MMA, though, it was, like, one of my first days there. It was, like, a pad-holding drill. Uh-huh. Off of him, pads to the guy. He was kicking. I was still new. I didn't hold the pads right. And this guy was experienced at this point. You know, he knew how to throw a good kick. Uh-huh. Completely missed the pad right oh, on the man. Chin. So I did get knocked out then. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got. Oh my I, god! I it's crazy knocked, how quickly that can happen. Yeah, I got knocked out standing up, and I was like, I, I, I like wobbled back, and then like came in, then came to again, and like before I stumbled, I like caught myself. <laughs> That's crazy. So what, like, as as a semi experienced MMA fighter now, like, what tips can you give to someone who's just you know just starting out as a beginner? Pay attention to the coach. <laughs> Hold pads correctly. Um, I mean, just also enjoy it. I okay. Mean, you know, don't, 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 don't be too focused on, you know, improving so like that. That'll come just with time. Right. I mean, yeah, that, that's basically it, but please listen to your coach. <laughs> Do you prefer a coach who's like hard on their students or someone who's kind of more laid back and I mean, like what's I, the best way you've learned during MMA? I think, I think my coach has a personally has a really good mix of both. Like, I think, I think that like, he's really good at conveying what he wants to, what wants you to do. Uh huh. Uh, and I mean, it's been, it's been working for me, obviously. That's good. Uh, but you know, you know, it, it depends on the mood, it depends on the situation. Sometimes, you know, it will, he'll, he'll start off gradually explaining it. Then as you get more and more intense, you know, the, 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 the rigor gets more and more intense as you right. get more and more familiar with the skill and the technique of the fight. Yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. Is there any reason you chose MMA over like something like boxing or some other, uh, fighting style? Um, like, do you watch a lot of like UFC fights? And I mean, 
part of it was just because, like, as far as self-defense goes, boxing can only go so far. Uh-huh. I mean, boxing's a great sport. It's, 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 I'd say it's grittier than MMA, just because it's so focused on just arms. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it does get grittier, like, and it does get more intense in certain aspects. But, I mean, I don't know. I just sort of, I didn't want to, I guess, limit myself okay. to, just, to just arms. Yeah, be able to use your full body. Mm-hmm. I get you. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a buddy who does that as well. I sparred him one time. Terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> do you enjoy sparring people who are beginners? Um, or do you prefer to spar people who are better than you? Uh, well, I mean, they both serve different purposes. Uh-huh. You know, you, you, spar, you spar your normal guys, you know, the guys who are, you know, also improving, they're coming up with you. And that, that's the challenge. That's what actually gives you... Um, that, 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 that's, that's what gives you the feedback of where you, where you still need to grow. Right? Right. But you, you spar the beginners and the guys who are just getting into it, right? And that also serves a purpose because ego is a factor in, in martial arts. You know, it, it serves to show you uh, how much you've grown so far. Mm-hmm. So you're able to, you know, like see, oh, okay, you know, I used to be like this, but now I'm able to, you know, do X, Y, and Z or throw this technique out where I couldn't do this earlier. And now I'm starting to look better. And now it's like, oh yeah, I can see how much I've truly improved versus just consistently being like, okay, I never seem to be getting uh, concrete I, I don't have a concrete standing of where I am. Okay, gotcha. So, so I mean, it, they all serve different purposes. But then conversely, the new guys who are sparring, you know, the guys who have been doing it a little bit, a little bit longer, and that's, that is their time to be like, okay, this is what I got to work on, this is what I need to improve on. So it's all just like everyone fuels or gives something to everyone in a sparring fight. Right. Is there anyone who's, uh, you know, maybe giving you like any inspiration as a fighter? Do you, do you look up at anyone who is like a professional fighter? Uh, mm, not. I mean, my favorite fighter is Izzy Adesanya. He's just okay. so cool. <laughs> I just, he's just sick. But um, no. I mean, like, main inspiration I get is from the other guys in my gym. I'll be honest with you. Oh, okay. No. Do you do you fight with the same guys every time, or does it change up a lot? No, it's just the same guys. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 it just. So you're able to build like a like a bond with everyone. Yeah, it's just a crew of us that spar. Like, I mean, no, I think, I think they're all great guys and they're That's all, cool. they're all like really, you know, down and ready to work and they're, and they're tough about it. So right. you know, that, that definitely pushes me. That's good. Yeah, it's good. good it's good to have that like connection with people yeah, to yeah, be able yeah, to yeah, inspire yeah. you. How, like, I heard you tell me earlier today about, or maybe yesterday, last night about how you were looking into doing UFC in college or MMA in college. Um, where do you want this to go? Like, do you want this to be your career in the future or are you nah, just like... not super far. I mean, I want to do like a fight or two just in college just to say that I have. Okay. I mean, like, I'd, I'd love to do it. Um, I, I don't want to do it now just because I first I need time, B, I'm very busy with other right. things as well. So, I mean, I want, I want to like push that to maybe later on down the road where I'm just, you know, like, you know, 20, 22, something like that. Okay. Do you... So do you, do you want to have like, like your name as a professional... Fighter, like, do you want to have one, one or two fights under your belt, or like, are you just talking like amateur, like in college? No, no, I mean, like, just like semi-pro stuff, you know. Okay. I mean, like, it, it's you know, you're it's 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 available and it's out there, especially if you look in the right places. I mean, you have to like train mm-hmm. for you have to go to fight camp and stuff like that. That that's just all part of the game. Right. But like, I mean, you know, like, if, but like, in the event that like I I really hunkered down and I focused strictly on it instead of going you know three times a week, I went you know like five or yet what have you not. Like, I think, you know, in the future, of course, this it, it could be something that I could do as more so like a quote-unquote side hustle as okay. opposed to anything else. Yeah, gotcha. No, that's interesting. That's like, that's great that you like, you know, you have something like that that you can, you know, work on, improve your, yeah. as you, you know, improve as your, per- like, do you feel like, does it feel, uh, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Right now it's more just a hobby though. Like yeah. yeah. But does it feel does it feel like relaxing? Does it like calm you? Does it like make you more focused on yourself, or like is it just something you just kind of like do for fun? Like does it does it make does it, when you I mean, do it? Do you feel like you? It, there's a level of catharsis to it, for sure. Like there, there there is some sort of like cathartic release. Okay. And I mean, you know, as far as like you know, it, it helps me like it, it it puts everything into perspective in a way because because right. I mean I because it's kind of just like oh you know there's all this other BS that's happening in life but you know. None of it's nearly as bad as a fight. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, at least I'm not getting pummeled in my face. Yeah, true. So, I mean, that that's part of it. And it, it, it helps put things into perspective. And it helps, you know, sort of allow me to be calm afterwards. Because also just, you know, generally being in a fight is a good way to get aggression out. Especially when it's in a safe and controlled environment. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. So, I want to talk more about you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... You oh, are, uh, you know, you know how we do. Um, so you're Maurice's friend. Uh, I met you through him. Yep. He was on the podcast last week. Oh, man. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we haven't really had much of a, I haven't really been able to learn about much about you. You know what I'm saying? So when I asked you to send me some topics on about what to do for this podcast, you told me you used to live in Hungary. So mm-hmm. I want to hear about that. Cause you know, I, like I said in the last episode, I like to hear about different cultures and yeah. you know, cause I'm, I want to be in that scenario one time where I go to a different country and visit. So what, mm-hmm. what's. You know, what's like, what's the big thing about Hungary? What's, what makes that different than the U.S.? Uh, I mean, it, it's, 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 I mean, I know you were talking about this with Marius because I was on the couch listening. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, the culture is different. It's, it, it's, it's, you know, been given a, a different hand of cards. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, America's been built on these very specific foundations um, of just, you know, like different cultures mixing into this one big American culture effectively right. um, but I mean Hungary and in most of Europe is a little different because it's, it's, it's mainly just like people centralized to these one locations for thousands and thousands of years okay so there's there's a, there's a bit more of a different like I'm not even value to, to, to the land not not but but just almost like there's a, there's a different um, it, it, it has created different values I guess it's just the, the best right way to put it. it's, it's, it's not you know more or less it's just different. How long did you live in uh, Hungary before you moved to the U.S.? Um, I moved back and forth. The longest time okay. I stayed there, though, was about two years. Okay. Is there any reason, like, that? any specific reason why you moved back and forth? Um, Is it, like, family or just yeah, because... Yeah, I mean, my mom's from there. Uh, and, you know, just because, you know, she needed to get education stuff in Hungary because she came okay. back here. Because of some legal paper issue. I don't know the specifics. Yeah. All I know is American that... law just complete mess. <laughs> yeah. Um... But, you know, long story short, I ended up in Hungary for, you know, a good part of my early childhood. Do you, do you ever prefer Hungary over America? I get asked that question a lot. I've, I've learned that uh, the best way to not piss people off is to just not answer. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a completely valid response, to be honest. No matter, no, no matter what I say, someone gets mad at me. Yeah. Or I someone mean, will, like, try and contest my ideas. Like, oh, well, you know, but, but you know, insert country name. Here is, like, so I'm just, I've, I've, I've given up. You know? Yeah, fair enough. You know what? Hey, I can't really fault you. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, so, is there any like? Because you you told me that Hungary is the was it the the nightclub capital of the world of of Europe. Yeah, yeah of yeah. Europe. Yeah, it's kind of what's like nightclubs. so. What, what's like the capital. gotcha? What's like the age restriction for nightclubs there? Uh, from what I know, it's eighteen. I've never been to one in Hungary though. Okay, 
like, you know. We're going. <laughs> hey, man, next year, baby. Yeah, we're, we're taking a trip to a nightclub in Hungary. We're going to come back and talk about our experience. Absolutely. Because, like, I'm, like I'm, I wonder, like, what makes, what makes one nightclub so much better than another one? Besides, like, the clean facility and whatnot. Well, like, I, mean, I don't... In, in Hungary, there's just a lot of them. And, like, it's, there, there is, like... Oh, okay. Like, I don't know what... Because when I lived in Hungary, I was, like, eight years old, so I wasn't around that stuff. <laughs> so, like, but from, from what I... From what my understanding is, there's just, like, other... There's more of a culture around it. Okay. There's, there's like, more of a nightclub culture. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to hang out. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, like, there's good party scenes, I guess. Okay. Mario said that in Romania that um, everyone there is very like connected and very like friendly and almost like a family is that the same kind of deal in hungary yeah yeah i mean it's 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 like a town to town thing or like a region to region thing Mm -hmm. but yeah like uh, there's 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 a lot of and i mean like and it's it's for a a bunch of various reasons i mean you can cite it from being you know communist influence to the fact that once again you know thousands and thousands of years people have been on this land they're bound to you know make that sort of like deep-rooted connection you know, like versus America where it's just like, oh, yeah, I can uplift everything and move halfway across the country or I can, you know, just come from a different country. So that, 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 that that's a, that's a, that's a perfect example, actually, of what I was telling you, talking about with like just different values. Right. But I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, my, my grandparents who still live there and a lot of my family still is there. Like they all have, you know, connections with, you know, their neighbors and their neighbors, friends and yada, 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 mm-hmm. you know, oh, you know, like my, my, my friend's third cousin's a doctor. He'll come take a look at your kid or something, you know, just like okay. things like that. Gotcha. And then my, cause my grandmother was a school teacher. So she was able to, so she is pretty well, she's retired now, but she was like very well connected with everyone because right. of the fact that she taught a lot of their kids. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, my grandfather was a carpenter. So he was working and helping build people's houses for, you know, all his life. Like, so, you know, favors and stuff like that go go a long way, especially. In, gotcha. Is there any uh, history lessons you can give about Hungary? Anything you know that you, could, that you can teach the, the people listening at home? A history lesson? Yeah. Mark gave a history lesson in Romania. I got to hear a history lesson about Hungary. I mean, <laughs> I, I, bro, I could go from the founding of the country to modern day. Really? I'm a history nerd, bro. We'd be here for like an hour. <laughs> Is there any like like major things that happen in, in the history of, of Hungary that that would be like really interesting to share here that people might not know about? Yeah, guy. I mean, so the Hungarians came from the Ural Mountains, uh-huh. which are the the divide between Europe and Asia. They were, you know, nomadic steppe people like the Mongolians. You know, they came down to the to the Carpathian Basin, uh, which is now modern day Hungary. And then just sort of like set up shop. But Hungary used to, Hungary used to be a significantly bigger country. Because um, mm. there's, there's you know, in, in Hungary, we, we refer to little Hungary and big Hungary. Little Hungary is modern day Hungary. Big Hungary is Hungary before the Austrian, Austro-Hungarian Empire. Um, and because of World War I, uh, big Hungary got reduced to little Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so a lot of Hungarians don't live in Hungary anymore. And have just sort of intermingled with the locals of whatever borders that encapsulated the parts of Big Hungary that are no longer in Hungary. Gotcha. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Which is why um, Mars is talking about Transylvania. There's a lot of Hungarians in Transylvania. Oh. And there's actually a bit of a yeah, an ethnic dispute regarding that land. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he likes to crack jokes about it every time he's over there. He'll text me like, hey, guess where I am? <laughs> it'll be like three in the morning and i'll be like you rat bastard <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um well thank you for history real drop my whole thing thank you for history 101 with thomas <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i just you know gotta get the clips right um is there any other uh countries you've been to besides hungary i've been to 11 countries 11 countries yeah oh my gosh you, you're like cultured everywhere (laughs) 
What like what are the other countries you've been to? It's it's mostly just Europe. Right. Yeah, I mean I've uh, I've been to uh London, Spain, you know, uh England with London. Uh right. Germany, I mean Mexico and Canada, but those aren't Europe. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean yeah, just just North America and Europe is where I've been. Gotcha. Do you have a besides Hungary, because I feel like you probably say that, and America, do you have a favorite? Um I mean, not really. I mean, I, I've, I've only been there for brief periods of time, so it's not okay. really, I have, I have a really, uh, not, I've, I, I don't have a substantial knowledge of anywhere to have, like, good claims, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Do you, do, are you traveling just, like, for vac- vacation purposes or uh, other reasons you're traveling? It, it, it could be everything from, like, a layover to a vacation. Like, okay. you know, I, I, I count, I count um, you know, long layovers as staying in the country if it's, like, over a couple hours, you know? Okay. Um, so, I mean, but, I mean, I've been on vacation in other countries as well. I mean, Mexico was fun. I was, I was little, but I remember some of it. Did you, oh, you were little? Yeah. I almost went to Cancun, Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Well, except... I, apparently it's like not as great to go right now uh, because okay. you know everything going on in the yeah, world no, I got you. but i want i definitely want to like travel around one day you know like it sounds like is it do you enjoy traveling to other countries yeah no i like traveling it's 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 always there's always something you bring home with you yeah it's exactly or, or yeah person. yeah so, like you know like your stories of hungry you know like yeah, stuff like that yeah. yeah that's that's cool um so let's let's transition now into more modern day stuff so you said your uh, your schedule is very busy mm-hmm. what does a typical day in the life of thomas look like oh boy um it depends on what time of year we're in <laughs> let's go right now right right now well i mean it's summer so um usually well, actually, let's let's go during school okay let's talk about typical school day oh boy um well you know wake up i go to school school ends uh I wake up, you know, six forty-five, seven o'clock. Uh-huh. I'm at school by like eight. I mean, you know, school ends three o'clock. I right. get like half an hour to grab some food or something like that at the deli because the deli next door school. Uh huh. You've seen the place. Yeah. Um. Then after that, you like fall because you know the it, fall is is rolling in fast. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll have theater from like either three to six or six to nine. So depending on, it depends on the day. Um, so depending on what day, I'll either from three to six be doing theater or from three to six be doing homework in the library. And then afterwards go to the, in theater. Okay. Um, or I just flip that. But, Do you, in theater, is like, are you more of like a musical guy or just like a school play kind of guy? Uh, acting. I'm, I'm, I, I can't sing, but I, I, <laughs> I, I like to think that I can like kind of act. Okay. Know? How many school plays have you been in? Hmm, a lot. Really? I can't, I can't Do you have any memorable ones? Um, yeah, yeah. I was in I was in Matilda. That was fun. The most recent play I did was the most fun I've I've been in. I've done that was called Peter and the Starcatchers. It's a like a spoof of uh, Peter Pan. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, I mean, it was just it was just a fun production. It was fun to be right. with people I was with. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have some uh some acting uh ability as I've seen. You know, because Logan made his his movie Keys. I want to talk a little bit about that. All right. Did you did you like how like was that production like fun? Was it was it because like, was that yeah. your first time acting in like a like that a short like, film scenario? I had done one indie film before that, but it was it had been so long ago that I like I had no idea how to act in film. Like okay. I had been so unaccustomed to that at that point that it was a little foreign to me. 
Is there like, do you notice a big difference between acting in front of like an audience compared to a camera? Absolutely. Um, when you act in front of an audience and you're on a theater, you have to be very big and exaggerated with your mm -hmm. face and with your emotions and with your body. Film, it's the exact opposite. The camera will pick up every little subtlety about you. Yeah. Um, which is something is that that is admittedly difficult for me at this given time. Hello, Bell. Yeah, that thing goes off all the time. The grandfather <laughs> clock. Yeah. It menace the society. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that that that's the biggest difference. But no, it was it was a great time. I had I enjoyed it. You know, just it was being you know four five. Of the Pretty guys. small crew. Yeah. yeah. We were just you know it was it was just fun. We were just messing around the whole time, having fun. Yeah. Shots. Just, yeah, it was chill. It's a bit of a different, uh, because I noticed, like, when he, the way he shot that movie was, like, I could tell it was, like, him holding the camera, whoever was holding the camera, just kind of, like, moving around, doing a lot of, uh, handheld shots. Um, college is, like, a totally different scenario, man. Because I, I'm a film major in college, you might have heard before, but I've done a couple films that's where I've acted. Mm -hmm. I've done some where I've, you know, yeah, shot I, the I, film. I went to your film festival. Yeah, you did go to the film yeah. festival. So, like, a, a typical college film set is, like, you know, it goes over multiple days. If you're acting, yeah, like, yeah. did did Logan have you, like, reshoot anything, or did he kind of just one-take Drake everything? Um, a couple, I think, from, this was so, this was, like, a couple months ago, so my memory was a little hazy. From what I recall, like, there was a scene or two that had to be redone. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of it was, was just one take. Gotcha. It, which is mainly because of a timing thing. Yeah. It's, like, I can tell from experience, like, it's tough to act, man, because, like, and like especially on the college film sets for seniors because they need a perfect capstone for like mm -hmm. their their graduation capstone is a senior project before uh their last project before they graduate right. um they will do one specific scene that could be like three lines and they'll shoot it like six or seven times yeah. to get the perfect shot yeah and man that's tough when you're trying to act in that scenario i've 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 been through that with like the indie films and stuff like that before uh -huh. the keys wasn't that wasn't that kind of experience um but no, I, I know what you're talking about. But I mean, like, I, I can't blame them, you know? Like, it's, it's their vision. And exactly. as, as the actor, it is your responsibility to make sure that their vision comes across. Right. Which is why it's really important. Well, I mean, when you're not doing it for money, if you're doing it for honor and pride and, you know, for the art of it, um, it's really important to find someone whose vision you agree with. Right. Because that way, it, it makes the process of trying to get their vision in you know, and, and bring it to fruition a lot easier mm -hmm. than, oh my God, he's making me do it all over again, you know? Yeah. And being on a film set really gives you a newfound respect for filmmakers, right? Because like yeah. a production is, man, it's a long process. It's long. It is hours. It is in like... And like the majority of it is just sitting around and waiting. Yeah. Because I've, I've, cause I've, I do crew as well for theater. And uh -huh. I've, I've been crew for filming and stuff like that before on, on smaller projects. So like I I I have I have you know some experience just about all of it, right? I think I've done almost every position as far as you know, uh, backstage for theater. That's good. Everything from like you know the fly rings to spotlights and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I mean for film, I'm 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 mainly just like the camera guy, if anything, or like <laughs> a set of hands. I'm not you know I, I don't help out with film so much as I act in them. Right. Uh, just typically. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's just long, it's a long lengthy process. There's a lot of waiting. Absolutely. Yeah. In something at least once per shoot goes awry and you it, have to it's, it is not a good yeah. film set if, yeah. if something doesn't go wrong. Basically, so, always, something is always going There's wrong. always something going wrong. Yeah, I, I know that from experience. Whether it is rain or someone loses something. Even here, we almost lost the SD card. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I got, that's exactly right. Yeah, so I got the podcast. I almost lost my SD card. Podcast. Let's go. <laughs> We've got a perfect episode going on here. <laughs>
No, that reminds me of a story. I remember, so I shot, I, I helped shoot a uh, senior capsule my first year of college. All right. One of the senior projects. And the first night, oh man, this was, this is crazy. So the first night, it was like October. Mm -hmm. And we were out at like midnight to 1, 1 a.m. shooting. Um, because we had to do a nighttime scene. It was hard to get all the, the equipment. Set. Like we started around 8. We didn't get oh, everything set up until like 9.30. Was, was this film at the festival? This film was shown in the festival, yeah. yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, for the viewers, what happened was um, we had set up the shot and everything, and then we realized that one, we didn't have any sound equipment. It didn't, our, our sound shit just didn't come with, like, it just didn't come in the equipment. Yeah. So we had no sound. We had nothing to record Wasn't sound. It, like, freezing as well? So it was around six, seven degrees, give or take. It was cold. And um, we didn't like we just had like sweatshirts or whatever on because we didn't expect to be out there past midnight. So we were like expecting to just go home, but then no sound equipment. So we had to call one of our um, uh, like equipment managers to come all the way from his house. He lives about 35 minutes away, drive from his house, come over and get the sound equipment, give it to us and then go home again. And it was oh man, it was horrible. And so we're out there. It's like almost three in the morning shooting. And this is what I told them the, during the festival. One of my one of the actors. He had to lay down on the ground because he just got hit by a car mm -hmm. during the movie. And he had to lay down on the ground with fake blood all over him on the ground and stuff. Yep. So he had to lay there for like six or seven on takes the on the cold yeah. concrete oh. floor in just a sweater. Awesome. <laughs> he's laying on the ground while we're shooting. And I see him like shivering and shaking. <laughs> and he's trying so hard to keep it contained, but he can't do it. Like, oh man. It's just like... A film set really like gives you yeah. it gives you an idea of how much work goes into making a film. There's a level of just complete like dedication you have to have. Yeah, so just hunker down and get one of those things done. Because then after that, you have to remember there's the editing process, which takes forever. Oh yeah, post production is crazy. Everything from creative disputes to like technical issues of oh how do we make this shot look mm -hmm. better? How do we color correct it? Blah blah blah. Right. It all just you know. Yeah. And like lighting is such a huge factor too. Like I have like the lighting set up for this podcast, but mm -hmm. lighting is takes the longest to yeah. set up on a film set. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, I was on another capstone and we had to set up a light outside that was kind of like up and angled down, like moonlight kind of. Mm -hmm. um, and that light alone, we just, we couldn't get it right. And it took almost 30 minutes to set up that one light. But like you have, you can't get it wrong. You have to get it right because yeah. then your vision is, it just completely falls apart if yeah. something is not yeah. right. Lighting, lighting affects a lot. I mean, have you seen those like, I mean, on TikTok and Instagram, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is how important lighting is. And like, it'll put like a pan of light on like each like corner of someone's face. It'll completely change the structure of their face. Oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah. It completely alters how some, how someone perceives a film. It, mm -hmm. it is like quintessential. Is lighting important for theater as well? Um, yes and no. Um, we don't use lighting so much to like, we use lighting to convey emotions, but it's more so like we'll change the color of the lights. Right. Sometimes we'll dim it to like a blue or a white to make it like a soft light. If it's more intense, we'll like throw in some red. Sometimes we'll like put a new light here or there if we want to like highlight something and make something like a focal point of the set. Mm -hmm. But then aside from that, especially like, you know, when you're in a, a scene that involves people, it's just spot the, the main thing is spotlights. Okay. Yeah, because you, you really want to get, like, the light on the right, the right. actors doing that, right? Because, like, yeah. you want to be able to see everything that they're doing. Right. The light the lighting rigs, and, and this is not to undermine lighting rings. They are very important on, on, on theater sets. But it's, it's, it's not, but I'm just saying the, the, the difference, uh, it, it's different. The, the purpose is different um, than what it is for um, acting in, uh, in film. Right. Just because it's, it's what you do is, not the purpose, but what you do about it is different. You, you, you more so change the color of the lights and the timing of things rather than, mm -hmm. you know, get the angles, convey the face, yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. So 
that's theater. I want to also talk about improv because he's, he's a busy man. He's a very busy man. So you also do improv. Yes. How long have you been doing that? Uh, two years now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of things that I do nowadays, I just, I've started about during high school. Yeah. Did you start before the pandemic? Uh, no, I started during the pandemic. I started improv on Zoom. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, wait, first, so you did an improv show through my Zoom? My first show was on Zoom. Wow. How yeah. does that work? Um, it's very difficult. It seems um, difficult. <laughs> yeah. You have to like completely rearrange your room so you get a neutral backdrop, which is like half the battle. Uh-huh. And then just like, it's hard to interact with people because you lose a lot, yeah. of, you lose a lot of that human connection, that chemistry on a theater production. Yeah, exactly. And you would have in a theater production when you're doing it on Zoom. What kind of audience did you have in the Zoom? Like, was it like a, was it still a pretty decently sized audience? Yeah, yeah. I think, That's I good. think it was a good amount of people. It was like hundred something. Oh, wow. Um, it was, uh, Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost a different art in and of itself. It's not the funnest, um, compared to live. I gotta be real. I mean, it's, it's still fun, of course. Okay. I'd rather take it than nothing. But like, you know, it's, but there is, there is some things that are different about it. Like you can utilize the camera itself as, uh-huh. as a method to convey comedy. Cause you can like disappear in a frame. You can oh yeah. Closer or farther away from the camera. So there are ways to like play with it a little bit gotcha. that, you know, give it its own like unique dimension. Or platform right but you know i much prefer on stage <laughs> hey, fair enough I, I i mean i would probably agree with you on that so before we keep talking about that can you actually like quickly explain to the people who may not be aware of what improv is i can try um, <laughs> do your it's, best <laughs> it's it's a performance art for starters it's 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 often it's often based in comedy but it doesn't have to be there's there have been serious improvisations which have gone for very long you know very good um, but often what happens is, you know, you have a live audience and it's audience participation. So, you know, there'll be a set amount of games that you can do, like with some certain goals, like, oh, you know, you have accents or you have like genres or something like that, that you mm-hmm. have to flip through, be it to keep one consistent scene, which the audience suggests like, oh, you know, you guys are a married couple at a gas station. And then you have to switch the genres that the audience also has to give, um, within said gas station scene right with the relationship given yeah so i went to one of your shows um recently and it is like really like interesting how how you guys are so easily able to change up the entire scenario but also keep the same consistency Mm -hmm. um so yeah the audience i was in the audience we kept getting asked like uh oh give us like this specific topic like i'm I'm trying to think of an example like give us accents and we had to give them accents like give us Movie genres, again, movie genres, and then the, you guys had to perform them on stage. So you have two different groups as your yes. improv? So what, what, like, what is that? Um, what are the two groups? Our, our improv troupe follows the Second City model. Second City, for those of you who don't know, is like the Broadway of improv. It's on mm-hmm. Chicago. It, it, it's based in Chicago as opposed to New York. Um, but there they have what they call a main stage and an ETC cast. Mm-hmm. The main stage uh, is like the, the main stage, the main, the main cast. ETC cast is um, is is more so people who are like still coming into improv and are still trying to get the lay of the land, and therefore maybe haven't developed as many of the skills as that of the main stage people. Right. Um, and that's that's the main difference. Uh, and main stage just has more playtime because of the fact that they're more experienced and because of the fact that you know they just have they're more comfortable with improv on stage. Right. So you were main stage yes. during your uh, when I was watching the show at least. Um, and I, the, the, the memory that stands out to me the most was when you did accents. Yes. Man, was he good. 
How like how did you train yourself to be able to speak like and talk in different accents like so fluently? Um, yeah, okay. Well, it's it's because of a couple things. Uh, a good portion of it just because of the fact that I traveled a lot. Okay. A lot, so I've just been exposed to different accents, and I sort of. And you've been able to like hear them and kind of. I just have an ear for it. Okay. Another thing is just the fact that um you know uh, I'm pretty both languages I like to think, so you know just the fact that I have a couple of those under my belt also helps. What languages can you speak? Um, I'm fluent in English and Hungarian. Uh huh. My German's pretty proficient, and then um, I'm learning Russian at the moment. Okay. So yeah, like yeah, I mean that's just that's that was I mean it was just so like I I could not believe what I was hearing like I did like. Yeah. But then, you uh, uh, you uh, were with your buddy and you were doing like a store scene. Yep. Um, gas station. I remember you talking. The about gas that. station scene. Yeah, and then you had to keep switching accents and talking about. And he he did a great job too. Yep. Like, have yep. you did you train with him a lot before he's, to he, probably practice he, for that? He's one of my best friends, actually. <laughs> I, I, I won't put names, but yeah, no. Um, uh, a lot of it is that a lot of it was just him. He was also in the the, the theater production we had done prior to that, and off stage, he and I would just start like yelling at each other in different accents for fun. <laughs> Um, and we would just have like our small little improv scenes that would last like a good five minutes. And right. And we'd just keep cycling through those as the days went on. And through that, we just both spoke and practiced a lot of different accents. Okay. Um, which, you know, which definitely helped as far as practice goes. But like, I already done so much accent stuff with him. That, like, that you just kind of had that chemistry yeah, when that, it came that when time. when it came time for stage, it was like perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was perfect. I didn't, there's nothing that went wrong there. It was great. I appreciate it. <laughs> Did you, wait, I can't remember exactly. Did you know you're going to be doing like a gas station scenario or was that completely made up as well? It was completely on the spot. It, it's, it's all on the spot. Wow. Everything we do is on the spot. We have no idea what's about to come out of our scene partner's mouth. <laughs> that's just, that's like, that's, there was another one that I saw that really impressed me. It was the one where um, it was like four people. And they like kept going in a circle. And, like it was, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was. They were all given like, one of them was like supposed to like act like a dog or something. And one was like acting like a, a zookeeper, I think. And they like would be partnered up. And then like the way you'd be partnered up was like, you'd be like one person on one side, one person on the other or something like that. And then they kept like rotating in like a circle and moving around. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes, Lazy Susan. That one, yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's another one that just like completely blows my mind. Cause yeah. like you have to be able to remember what everyone else is doing yep. at the same time yep. as well as like moving yep. around. No, there's a lot of moving components and a lot of you have to stay on your toes and keep on. Yeah. Feet. And like, you know, like a lot of people are like, how do you do that? But you know, it, with, with time and practice, it just comes. Gotcha. Um, so now we'll, we'll talk about my story Mm-mm. during that improv show. So I was in the audience, right. And mm. they were asking for volunteers as someone who could just recall their day. And I was like, Okay, I was just kind of saying that. I wasn't like, and then Marius was sitting next to me and he was like, Jason, raise your hand. I was like, why? He was like, you've had a pretty interesting day. Raise your hand. And I was like, okay, I guess. Because yeah, like, like, I made you come to the show. I went to your film festival. I texted yeah. you. Yeah. I was like, okay, I went to this. You come to my improv show. I, I said I would too. Yeah. And then Mark yeah. told me that you guys were doing one. It's the, the literally like, I went up to Connecticut to visit my college friend um, who's, you know, we were just like hanging out and like just chilling or whatever. And then Marius was like, oh yeah, we're having an improv show the next day. You should stay. And I was like, all right, I'll stay for the improv show. Like, Thomas told me I should, so I'll do it. Um, and so, yeah, so Marius was, like, sitting next to me. He was, like, he was really, like, you have an interesting day. You should raise your hand. I was, like, okay, I guess I will. I was, like, expecting I have to go down and do, like, some improv stuff. I was, like, I, like, I remember them no, saying that the audience is do improv. We interviewed Yeah, you. so I raised my hand and I went down. They had me sit down on the stage. And then was it the, it was the same guy from the gas station thing, right? Yep. So he came over and he started interviewing me about my day. And he's, like... Oh, so what'd you do for breakfast? And I was like, okay, I did this. I had this cereal. I did this, that, that, whatever. And it was so funny because like, I was like, oh my God, imagine if JJ got 
pulled up on stage and then as like the light came onto your face i just like, <gasps> like i know it's so look when you watch shock. the video back it's like i walk up on the stage and then as soon as thomas realizes that it's me he's like <gasps> like he just like completely like shocked it was so funny I but so excited <laughs> but like you know like during that day i i like someone ran a, a stop sign while i was stopped and yeah, i like was able to remember their the exact game. face because i was so pissed off the game was called dream um, which just meant that, like, we had to interview how your day was and then reenact what your dream for that night would look like based on the day you oh. had. Which is why everything was so crazy and wacky. And, like, we were able to incorporate so many random things throughout your day into one scene. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. That makes a lot more sense now. So, like, and then I talked about how I went to my college friend's house. I talked about, like, you know, whatever, whatever, like, his OCD and stuff like that, uh, which is pretty funny. Um and then, yeah, so then I go sit down. I'm like, okay, like, that was cool. Like, it was fun. I did a little interview. And then all of a sudden, like, you guys all get up and you start, like, choosing characters that you're going to play in my life. And I was like, what the fuck? Because, like, I was not ready for that. <laughs> so you played my brother. Oh, yeah, dude. And one of the other guys played me. And he did such a good job playing me, by the way. Like, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. So were you, like, did you... I can't remember. Did they tell you to play my brother or did you just kind of like choose to do that on your own? You, you, you pick. You pick. Like, so you pick what you want to do? We do not establish anything prior to a scene. You just call it and you have to memorize who is who. So like, you, yeah, because you guys all had to memorize my entire day. You, yeah. You, That's hard. Yeah. You call it. We have, we have to take notes. We take notes off stage. Oh, really? You call it while you're, you call it at, by doing it. So like uh, no one had called you as the brother before. So I came on, acted as your brother, and therefore mm. the character was taken by me exclusively. I right. Play, I couldn't play anyone else. So yeah, true. Play me. Yeah. So after meeting my brother, do you think you did a pretty good job playing I him? I did a fantastic <laughs> job. I think you did a fantastic that job, too. Like, that's how I choose this. I'm like, hey, like, Miles, I played you in an improv show. Taking a piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, they like, I came, they asked me two questions. One was like something, and then one was like, what's your biggest fear? And like, because I'd answer the question as my brother before, and then I was like, I can't think of anything else. I'll just say my brother again. So then, like, on stage, like, Thomas is, like, completely bullying the guy who plays me. He's, like, sort of running my brother. Yeah, it was so funny. I loved it. Um, I, was, I had a question for you, and I just, it completely just slipped my mind. I did. Dang it. What was it? I had a really good question. I can, I just completely lost it, because oh. we were, like, I'm just, like, too, like, exhilarated I talking you. about you playing my brother. Um, I do remember when I, when I, shot the other movie at logan's house i met the guy who played me and i couldn't remember at the time and then like i kind of just like said my age and like where i went to college and then like we both just kind of like connected at the same time we were like wait a second you played me and then he was like you were at the improv show and then we just got like a high five to like had like a whole like celebration yeah, yeah, it was so yeah, yeah. funny that actually reminds me of the question um was that the first time doing that game dream yeah well defined first time because we've done it a bunch of times with other people Right, I, I, so that's what I was asking. If it was the first time you've ever done it, like ever done that game, or you've done it before with like no, other people in the past. Because uh, when it comes to improv, you can you can't rehearse the scene you're gonna do, but you can rehearse the format of it. So, so we, you would have to have someone else do the. We, we, yeah, we would just have different people. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there. It was, it was about time you come over and get all excited. Yeah, we would just have different people come up and be in your position, and we would just interact, and we'd reincarnate their dream. Okay. But yeah, it, it, we're like you know we, but we it, for example we we never had a scene where it's like oh yeah we have this one person who got cut off and we got he got so pissed off that I remember the guy's face nothing like that like it's you know they're dead. Yeah, so that was gonna that was gonna be the next question. Like, um, I I, I heard that apparently uh they were appreciative of my of the detail, the great detail I went yes, into. Yes, they really were. <laughs> a big problem with that is that not a lot of people give detail. So because mm -hmm. the more detail you have, 
the more we're allowed to work off of it. Exactly. The more we're allowed to explore and play and heighten whatever it is that you have told us, which right. means that we can just convey a better scene and deliver more comedy. I mean, yeah, the, like I could, I could see the energy coming out as soon as you guys like were starting it, because yeah. like no, I we, guess we, you, you did good. Oh, thank you. Um, I heard like when you guys went backstage after it was like celebrating and stuff. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you like? Because I heard you guys went to like a dinner afterwards. What like did you talk about any like the cool stuff that happened during the improv show? We went to McDonald's. <laughs> we had a tail. What a great fancy restaurant yeah, dinner. We went to we went their their main restaurant was close. So we just had to drive through it in the parking lot. Um, oh my god. Yeah, it was great. We did that for every show though. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, we talk about scenes, of course, because we always talk about scenes after we do them. I mm was -hmm. uh, like, oh, yeah, great job doing this, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, a lot of it was just, you know, like, oh, my God, we did it. Because this this was the first show we had had in, like, three years. Because before that, there was a show that was online, and then it was, yeah. like, nothing. You know? Right. Now, that's cool that you guys were able to, like, you know, really put on a great show, have yeah. a great audience. Because, like, the audience was very responsive. Yeah, I, yeah. I, at least I notice. Is it usually like that, or is it sometimes? I mean, I guess you don't really have like a whole lot of experience, yeah, especially this like, was with my the Zoom. Second but... show, the first one I did was on Zoom. Right. Um, but from what I've gathered before, and from what I've seen on YouTube and from videos of the improv troupe, uh, there usually is a pretty decent turnout. Like, yeah, that's good. The, like the, it, it can range from like almost packed to overpacked. Like you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The audience was good too. They were like they were like shouting like very funny answers like very yeah. quickly. I was like, dang! Yeah, like yeah. this audience is like impressively good at being yeah, able to shout yeah. answers. A good thing about having like three hundred people in the audience is that you're bound to have some. Yeah, there's gonna be someone who is gonna know what to say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Marius was like we. So there was one skit that you guys did, um, where we like wrote down stuff on a piece of paper and then we like they like threw it all over the floor and then you guys would yeah. go pick them up and yep. what, what was yep. that I, was the etc cast that did that right or was yes. it you guys i had to intro no i it was i think it was etc i can't remember off the time i had all i know i i actually i had to introduce that scene oh, i don't remember that oh i do remember that actually now that you yeah. say that yeah what was what was the game again what did, what, what did we write down we wrote down like um i think we said write down quotes yeah it was like famous movie lines and they had to incorporate them in the scene Yes, you good. Yeah. Um, Hiccups. I remember me and Mar. <laughs> we were really hoping one of ours got picked. We both wrote "It's Morbid Time" on our pieces oh, of paper. No. We were really hoping it'd get picked because it would have been so funny. <laughs> it would have been amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah. So it sounds like, uh, you know, like you've had, you've definitely been doing a lot in your life. It sounds like you know you're really like yeah. enjoying the different. Um, oh, and I, I teach improv for money too now. Do you really? Yeah. Dude, but like, when did that start? I teach as an after school for middle schoolers. Oh, look yeah. at that. Yeah. That's and, cool. And at the high school, I'm teaching ETC next year. Really? Yeah. Dang, you must be pretty good then. <laughs> so so I, 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 I do a lot of improv teaching nowadays. Yeah. What improv, like, what do you teach them? Just like how to like... I teach them how to do it. I teach them how to get comfortable on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, stage fight's huge. You need to be yeah, comfortable on I stage. I teach them how to get comfortable on stage, how to like think creatively. If they want to like pursue a specific like talent for improv, like if they want to pursue accents, um, mm -hmm. I can help teach them how to do that, especially because okay. I'm pretty good at accents. Yeah. I like to think at least. <laughs> um, and just, you know, it, it's just sort of like that. And it's just sort of like I, me, and actually the guy who is doing accents with me is also teaching ETC next year. Oh, and cool. also teaches improv for the middle schools. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so we're both, we, so we're both, you know, trying to get the new ETC cast for the next, for the next upcoming show. Mm-hmm. Well, Teacher Thomas, it's been a, we've actually reached up to our hour, so it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm glad we were able to talk about all these different oh, things that you've been going on in your life. I feel like I've learned a lot about yeah, you know everything. Um, 
But hey, it. it's been a fantastic time talking to you. I hope you had a good time with this oh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. That was a nice firm handshake. That was Thank the most you. firm one I've had so far. <laughs> I do a handshake every time. Um, like I said before, watching on YouTube, listening to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, share with your friends. Get get my name out there. We got we got a successful podcast going yeah, on. You know dude. what I'm saying? Number one podcast in the world. I just stole that from Impulsive, but you know, you got to <laughs> say things. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Prime. You know, you know what I'm saying. We always come prepared on this podcast. But um, you know, share with everyone for all your friends. You know, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah, comment. Um, Thomas, thank you again for being on. Of course. I hope everyone has had a fantastic day, and I will see you all next week. Thanks for being on, Thomas.